Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Glad to have you here. Living a Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action. And I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts, taking inspired action every single day. If it's your first time joining us or you've been with us for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening in and being here. On this show, my guests are incredible, people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today does just that. In this episode, Dr. Valentina Fomenko and I discuss making fundamental changes by taking action. So if you want to learn to start earlier in life to live and breathe action and understand real change comes from getting up and doing versus just talking about it, this is the show for you. Dr. Fomenko is a business strategist and expert in helping organizations respond to rapid change. She's a founder and CEO of Strategy DNA, a decision support company at the intersection of opportunity, sustainability, and impact. And she helps startups, enterprises, and investors identify points of growth, predict disruptions, and adapt to market shifts. Dr. Fomenko, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Thank you so much, Rob. So excited to be here. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Now, I'm looking at your bio and I'm like, all right, so this is really high level stuff. So we're going to take it down a notch just because I want to get down to the nitty gritty of taking action. So first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. So you have a lot of, of, of stuff that you have done. Um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's important to say, so strategy DNA is not a DNA company strategy. Just give an oververview, a a a a ten thousand foot view of what strategy DNA, so I can really dive in of where you've taken action because you've accomplished a lot in your life. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, first, I'm a recovering academic. I had my PhD in environmental science by age twenty five. At that point in time, I le- I knew very little about real the real world and real life. Um, but something, something really prompted me to not stay in the academia, you know, not become a researcher, but actually get myself out there where the action was. Um, right. So that's that kind of, you know, that kind of started my whole career. Um, and then so strategy DNA, you know, kind of grew out of a very similar, you know, time in life where, you know, I was working as a management consultant uh, for a few years. And I was realizing that there could be so much more uh, to what I was doing. I was probably a little too passionate for, you know, for, 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 you know, for, um, you know, just, just, you know, staying in, you know, in that corporate, you know, very regimented environment. Um, so I started Strategy DNA. It's not a DNA company. It has nothing to do with biotechnology. Uh, I had that question asked. So the, 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 but, 
what let me tell you, it's actually, it's not even a consulting company. Uh, it's a decision support company. And, and part of it is, you know, consulting has that reputation of, you know, us, you know, the knowledgeable consultants coming to companies to fix them. I don't do that. We don't right. do that. You know, we, we work with, with, with organizations and sometimes with individuals to get them where they want to be. So whether it's, you know, a very, you know, large company that's just, you know, figuring out some, you know, a massive strategic initiative or, you know, what to do about sustainability now that everyone is supposed to do that. Or it's literally a guy with an idea who is looking into is that can that be a business? Can there be a business plan that can make it profitable? Um, So in and 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 I love working with all of them. Um, right. So that's so that's that's just a little bit of a background into strategy DNA. And the reason you know the DNA analogy came to mind is that, um, and that's another personal kind of you know part of my story is that as a consultant, uh, as a management consultant for corporates, I was supposed to specialize in an industry. Right. Because right. that's how things work. You kind of, you, you get to a certain point, start as a generalist, you get to a certain point, there's a track. I right. couldn't, I never grew out of that generalist space. And I think that there's so much value that no, you know, learning something about one industry can bring to another. Everything is connected. And right. The, and, but they're fundamental building blocks to how we think about business, to how we think about customers, to how we think about, you know, the dynamics that shape what we call industries, but they're all different market spaces. So, that, so the kind of, the, that, that's where the analogy of DNA came, 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 came from is, is really looking into the fundamentals and then applying those lessons across industries across spaces to help to help companies and people create gotcha okay so now you're based in washington dc but you have not always been here in the states so (laughs) let's just go back a little bit in time you emigrated from russia so when did that happen that happened in two yeah 2000 2000 okay and uh it was a very nerdy way to immigrate um and I, I came to graduate school. I went for a PhD program in environmental science. I grew up in a family with two PhDs at the time. Um, okay. So the question was not whether I get a PhD, but where. Okay. Uh, and I had this very independent streak. Uh, you know, I, I, I really wanted to do it independently. So I, I went as far as I could. Like, it was literally half the way around the globe. So are you fearless? Is there anything that you can't accomplish? I am extremely fearful. I, I would say I'm fearful. Uh, oh, I so take that I, back for you. So, okay. So, so, <laughs> so you're fearful and you've accomplished all this stuff. So in, in the early 2000s, you said, I'm going to go and I'm going to immigrate to the United States. And, you know, that's not something that someone who would be fearful does. And if it was, fearful for you? How did you do it? How did you achieve all of these successes in your life? What, what didn't stop you? Well, fear didn't stop me. So and I how? think, 
How did fear not stop you if you're if you're fearful? You're saying so your your actions show that you're fearless. You're saying yeah. you're fearful. How did being without fear or with fear, you're saying, is fearful? How did you accomplish what you've accomplished? Well, it's recognizing the fear and foc- in choosing to focus on the adventure instead of the fear. And I did that, you know, throughout my entire life. I did that, you know, when I immigrated from Russia. Uh, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but just the adventure of coming to America was just so cool. And I, you know, right. and honestly, I didn't know, you know, as much as I know now about the country. And, you know, I didn't have the bazillion questions that I probably I would otherwise would have. Right. And so it, it, it really, really worked out because, because it was the ultimate adventure at that time. So choosing to focus on, on the adventure and on the fun of it and then dealing with whatever fear comes up uh, in the process. That's, that's what I found that, you know, really works. Uh, but I'm a human being. We, we're as human beings, we're wired. Are you, are you, are, are <laughs> you, are you really a human being? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at, at everything you've done and, and everything you do and listening to you and, you know, are you a human being because you're saying you're fearful yet, You've accomplished so much. So the big question is, what have you done? So based on the law of action is, is decide and plan and act. So it sounds easy where you decide to do something, you plan to do something, and then you immediately take massive inspired action. But the reality is that's not what happens. So what I'd like to ask you is where in your life have you decided and you planned and then you failed to act? based on fear and then what was the consequence well the biggest and that's that was the biggest lesson i've learned around that was when i was a teenager i wanted to be an opera singer uh and uh, i wanted to do it so badly and by that point i already had you know seven eight years of uh, classical piano lessons, because that's what you do in Russia if you're a girl, uh, <laughs> at least back then. Um, so, you know, it, but I, I was an absolute devotee. Uh, my favorite place on earth, which I had never stepped foot in at that, by that, by that time was Metropolitan Opera in New York. Um, I dreamt of being on stage and I actually was taking some private classes in voice. Um, my parents were not extremely supportive of that. I mean, they, they paid for the classes, but they were academics and they wanted you to go a different path as opposed to being a opera singer. Yes. Also the nineties in Russia, you know, the Soviet union just collapsed. Correct. They're, you know, economically probably the worst time to do. You know, anything actually (laughs) a lot, right? Yeah, right. Um, right. They were rightfully concerned. Um, They also were concerned. Let's be honest. You know, now that I'm, you know, far removed from the situation, I wasn't probably as good, but I would. I never really knew. Right. So the you know what what I probably would have done is you know. Let's go to Moscow. Let's go. Let's, you know, 
you know, try try to apply to the best schools in Moscow. Let's see how good I really am. I haven't done that. What I did was, you know, in parallel with my university studies, I entered a musical college, which no one in Russia does. Uh, you're not supposed to double major, at least back then. Um, I lasted about half a year and I quit. So the consequence of that, well, I never truly knew. I think I missed out on a huge adventure. I think there was also a part of me that kind of chose to be smart over, you know, or, you know, getting good grades over actually going for it, which is something that, you know, I kind of have to deal with, you know, a little bit later. Um, And, you know, and, and it definitely strained my relationship with my parents for for years until I finally recognized that they had nothing to do with it. It was my choice to not go for it. It was my choice to uh, not pursue what I, what I wanted. Um, so, you know, I ultimately, you know, I went back, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we have a phenomenal, phenomenal relationship now. Um, but for a few years, I kind of blamed them. Which wasn't completely, which was completely unfair. Right, right. So, were you stopped by fear? Is that so? You're sounding very logical in your in your decision of like, well, I didn't do it because it wasn't a good time. It wasn't this, but was it fear? Fundamentally, yes. Okay, fear of what? Fundamentally, yes. Fear of what? Recognize. Well, maybe discovering that I wasn't good enough. Maybe discovering that maybe, you know, so fear of failure. So fear absolutely. Of failure. Okay. Absolutely. So if we, we would say that you decided you planned and you failed to act based on fear and yeah. the consequence of that was you could have been a world famous opera singer. Or I could have been, you know, for the next 10 or so years. I would have have a phenomenal family life and great connection with uh, with my family. Ah, so you lost your connection with your family because you thought that they somehow sabotaged you. Because I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. I didn't take full responsibility for my, what was my decision. Right. Well, so that's an interesting con- concept in that it's really important to realize that we are ultimately responsible for our lives. Like we are not to blame, but responsible. And I think that's a big distinction of blame and responsibility. A lot of people will say, Oh, you know, I, my life's all screwed up. It's my fault, blah, blah, blah. And they won't realize that that's a very unpowerful way to speak about what's happened when they can talk about it's my fault because of the decisions that I made. That means they're in control of their life. And what I find extremely powerful is taking that point of view that it is up to me. Right. Even when realistically, there are all kinds of reasons not to. Because always reasons and considerations. There are always reasons. 
There are always, always reasons and considerations of not to do anything. There's reasons and considerations to not get up in the morning. And, you know, you have to overcome that fear to get up. And, you know, as, as the narrator of the Miracle Morning, I, I'm, I'm doing a new Miracle Morning book and it's, it's now ingrained in me now even more because I'm just involved in it. And mm. it's so important to wake up and start your day with purpose. Like get up because you want to get up, not because you have to get up. You know, I, I love the Miracle Morning for the fact that he talks about, you know, if you're gonna, you're a little kid and it's Christmas, you may stay up all night, but when 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. rolls around, you jump out of bed to see what Santa gave you. So, you know, mindset is so important in everything that we do. You know, you've accomplished so much. What is something that you've decided to do, planned to do, and then took massive inspired action and didn't let fear stop you? Fear was there and you're like, I don't care. I am breaking through my fear. I will get to this end result. And what was the result of that? Well, this is this is what what I'm doing with strategy DNA, um, okay. and it's very much work in progress. Uh, and you know, the fear shows up at every point of the way, um, and it's. Just, you know, letting go of the corporate consultant mindset, corporate consultant um, environment, um, very comfortable. It was it was very comfortable. Um, and, you know, there's a, you know, when I when I decided to start the company and, and I, I had I had people kind of commenting to me, you know, the last, you know, the few few months before that, that. You probably should run your own site. Like you, there's, there's probably you know more success out there for you. Um, and I just, there's just there was just so much resistance. So that's why I'm. Saying is that a people am, telling you did not start your company? Is that what you're, you're, is that what you're talking about? No, they was they were telling me to start my company. They oh, were telling to me to start, start my your company. company. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Okay. But it's just it was just so comfortable to be. In, in that, you know, corporate environment where, you know, someone sells your consulting work and then you go right. in and, you know, just deliver. Um, right. And what happened is at some point I recognized that it's just not, that's just not for me. And it had to become from the point of truth, am I an employee or am I an entrepreneur? Which are two radically different mindsets. Big. Big distinction, big distinction. And it had to be this process of not loving what I was doing, not loving the environment. It, it almost, you know, I had to learn what wasn't working for me to recognize that I had to step up, step out of it. So after that, that point, you know, taking action, you know, starting the company, taking action on, you know, I had to learn how to sell consulting work. I had right. to learn how to sell consulting work with no brand behind me. Well, it's a big, you know, <laughs> it, as an entrepreneur, it's a big deal to start a company. If you've never started a company, you need to know that there is a tremendous amount of foundational building that you have to put in place in order for your company to be successful. Because if you don't, and your company is really successful, those little teeny problems are amplified 
in ways that you can't imagine. And it can devastate your company. So you can die. Your company can actually implode by massive success because you didn't take and build the foundation of your company. And what, what, what absolutely all of this and also the anxiety that comes with knowing that that's the case. Right. That's, that, that is the fascinating part is, okay, finding that balance of moving forward, taking action to move forward, taking action to reach out and, 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 you know, to potential clients, right. um, versus it is, is today the day where, you know, I really, you know, need to focus on, you know, some of those smaller things, the, you know, the paperwork, right. the, so. The morass of, of crap that you have to deal with. It's just like, uh, and not, every, and, you, and you have to, exactly. And now, how, now you have employees in your company. So I, so I, right now I'm bringing uh, people into, into so you're building a team. projects. I'm building okay. a team. I'm, I'm, I have a network, a very wide network of subject matter experts um, and experienced consultants who can step in and have been stepping into specific projects. Um, so, and that I believe is the future of consulting, um, be- because it's a, just such high octane environment and the expertise that we need. It just, it doesn't, it, it, there's, there's really, you know, very little business case for having all of that, uh, under one roof at all times. Um, and another reason for that is that, what we work on, especially on, on you know, strategy, some of the issues, they keep right. changing. So, for example, our strategy DNA originally was focused, specific, you know, very, very heavily on market research, uh, understanding right. opportunities uh, for companies to go into specific markets or expand or grow their product lines. Um, and then right now, almost everyone Every company, every prospect we talk to is interested in sustainability, ESG. Uh, how do we integrate those things? What do we do? Where do we start? Um, so now, now, you know, I'm bringing in, uh, experts in ESG. I'm obviously using my expertise as well, but there's just so much happening and so much changing all the time. So in this knowledge environment, it, we have to stay very nimble. So what is your why? You know, I, I talk about to live every day like you want to be alive. That at any moment your life can change. And that it's so important to live your life like it's really the last day of your life because you just don't know. You know, we experienced this during the pandemic. The whole world stopped. And people don't, didn't realize that that is even a possibility and people have their lives stopped all the time. So there's a reason, no matter what's happening in your life, that you get up out of bed. What gets you up out of bed? What is your, what, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Why do you drive the way you do? Why do you achieve the success that you do? What makes you tick? I never took the opportunity for granted. That's part of me being an immigrant. I came from an environment with a completely different set of opportunities. Let's put it this way. I didn't like that set of opportunities. 
So there weren't many opportunities for you. Like on a scale of one to 10, maybe you have maybe a one or a 1.5. Probably. You know, that's. I think people in the United States really, you know, I've, I've over the last couple of years, I've had a chance with the power of technology and zoom calls. I mean, I was talking to someone in Ghana yesterday. I've talked to people in Africa and I've really had in-depth conversations and, you know, I am blown away as someone who's, you know, born and raised in the United States of America, no matter what people think is going bad in this country, uh, there, there is nothing like this place and everybody really looks and aspires to, to being here. And the, 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 the things that people overcome in their daily lives in other parts of this world are unbelievable. And the fear that they face on a daily basis. And I, I think that, that, you know, people in the United States, I think we tend to take stuff really for granted and not realize what's laying before us, the opportunity, even today. And, um, there are people that, that are like yourself and you've emigrated here and you're like, you have no idea what you have. It's kind of like in business where you see a, see a, a vertical market. You see an opportunity and you're like, no one sees this. How, do, how does no one, how, how does no one see this? You know, the, the start of Uber or, or even Jeff Bezos in selling books on Amazon. He's like, no one's selling books. And if I can build up a channel, of marketing, I can sell anything and no one saw it. And it's so important that we open our eyes and we see what's in front of us and, and not let fear stop you, which is something that you, you have done. Well, absolutely. That all of that is absolutely true. And I think to be honest, I decided probably at age 14 or 15, that uh, I knew that had I stayed in Russia, especially as a woman, there would be fewer opportunities for me. You and I what also was going to be like I, I I knew, and it wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be horrible. I came from. It just wouldn't be the extraordinary life that you were committed to having. Absolutely. I at that point, I think I already knew that my ambition was bigger than that. Um, I also remember, so, you know, I was named after my great grandmother. So she, she was an extraordinary woman. She was a school administrator. She turned, you know, one of this, you know, she took over a completely failing rural school near where, where I grew up, you know, back in the day. She made it to one of the absolute best schools in the entire Soviet Union. I remember when I was growing up, every summer I would spend it with her in the village where, you know, she lived. You know, she was already right. in her 70s and 80s. And I remember just walking the street with her, everyone saying hello. Russians don't do that normally. So she right. was this local celebrity. She, she was this kind of matriarch, of, you know, and, and very, very much appreciated in the community. But I remember her back in the 90s, just when the Soviet Union collapsed, 
when there seemed to be for a brief moment, there seemed to be this field of opportunity. It was messy. It was difficult. It was people were not prepared for that at all. Um, there was crime, there were gangs, there was redistribution of capital and all kinds of messy politics, but there was a sense of opportunity. And I remember my great grandmother saying, well, I really regret that I'm not 10 years younger. I would have started a business. I would have done something big. And that just really stuck with me that we can be brave. We can accomplish great things. And, but it's also up to us to seek the place where we can have the most impact. Right. Yeah. It's important to not have regrets. Absolutely. Yes. Which, and it's really, you know, and, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, I don't know, 10, 10, 20 years, I'm, you know, I'm in the United States. I just got my PhD. I knew I didn't want to be an academic. So I ended up in state government. I ended up in, you know, working for Oregon Department of uh, Administrative Services as a budget analyst on the government side with wow. my accent and everything. And that must have been uh, interesting. <laughs> that was real fun. That was awesome. And I was, you know, my job was to, you know, I had this client agencies and my job was to know enough about them to be able to recommend how much money to give them. Um, so, and I found myself testifying in, in budget committees at the Oregon State Legislature. And when I, when I called, I would call and it was the early, uh, early 2000s. I would call my, my mom back in Russia and I would tell her what I was doing. And I remember her saying, there's no way you would be able to do it in Russia. You don't have the connections. Right. Dr. Fomenko, I have to say, you know, you say, I'm fearful. I'm going to, I'm going to dub you fearless. You're really fearless. Like, look at all that you have done in your, in your, in your life and all of the obstacles that you faced. And you are, you're fearless and you are truly someone who takes massive inspired action. And I really want to thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's been great. If you want to reach out to Dr. Valentina Fomenko, you can reach her at strategydnaconsulting.com and she'd love to hear from you. I really want to thank you for being here today. And uh, it's incredible to be around someone who is so driven and, and motivated. And, you know, I find it very interesting how you say that you're fearful when your actions and everything that you've done shows that you are fearless. Well, thank you for, thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you for, you know, giving me that outside, you know, perspective. Um, and uh, I really appreciate the conversation. It's been fantastic. Absolutely. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along with my very special guest, Dr. Valentina Fomenko, to touch your heart, move you, inspire you. Remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, act, live a life of massive, inspired action. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show 
with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.